podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Blue Monday. I am Les Roberts and I'm joined by Dave Downey. Uh, we thought this week, seeing as we're probably all sick to death of thinking about the Luton game and the fact that tomorrow, Jan 30th, represents a year to the day since Sean Dice was appointed Everton manager. We thought we'd have a little little look into his record at Everton, what we think, how we think it's going. Um, obviously, at first, though, we'll look at it through the lens of Saturday's game. Uh, Dave, I know you did a, a lot on post-match about this, and as I said, you're probably sick and tired of talking about it, as is everyone. Um, but we'll just we'll just go into it from that point of view, then, looking at Sean Dice. It was, it was bad, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was it, it was a terrible thing. Do you know, it reminded me, um, and I mentioned this on, on the post-match, it reminded me of those early years with, with Moyes when, obviously, he put the Premier League as a priority um, where we needed to stay up. You know, you look at the years when we just about stayed above uh, Man City and it seemed like every other year we'd have a relegation fight, but then the other ones were really good. Yeah. Um, whereas here with Dice, it seems that... The, the the equilibrium just hasn't changed back. It just hasn't. We, we have a red well. It's here now, isn't it? If you look at it another way, it's here every single year now. That it's what do we do to stay in the Premier League? Um, from that point of view, I have a lot of sympathy with Dice. I do. I have a lot of sympathy with anyone who takes over that job because it's one hell of a job to take over. If you sort of put it into a context of what it's been like since he took over a year and a day ago, um. There is a lot of sympathy towards him, but I think that I think that the, the, there's a really interesting narrative that goes along with him because there's other managers that we've had who we've given less time than than him, and I think that that in people's minds means that oh well we have to give the next guy a really much longer chance to sort things out. Um, with him and look, I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit on here as much as as much as we were messaging each other earlier and I was saying, oh, look at these stats. It's the same as various managers who we got rid of and stuff like that. I think, again, that way context, it's important to keep that in mind when you look at it. Um, and, yeah, going back to your question about, about Saturday and that FA Cup, um, when it was different, it looked like he was going for it. it I, not, I don't think there's any sort of... You can't deny that he was actually trying to get through to the, the fifth round. It's not like in previous years where we've put out like half a team. Um, <laughs> that said, he had no other choice, did he? Because we've got nobody else. Anyway, so <laughs> he might well have been thinking that in the back of everything because obviously the league's still, um, you know, the, the, the priority, what we've got to do this season. But the way in which he set up, um, the way in which finally we, we've spoken about it at length, what you think is going to happen if you put uh, two strikers on. It was completely useless, wasn't it? And you know, never to do that again right now. So at least we found something out, I suppose, on the positive side of things. But the way in which they decided to play behind those two up front was, um, it was hard to watch it, playing yeah. long balls up. Not even, like, I know Tarkovsky, for example, loves playing a diagonal. We didn't really have many times that that happened with McNeil and Harrison on the wings. It was direct straight down the middle, like you're playing golf. Yeah. That was that was the weird thing for me. If you, it's like if you're gonna play a four four two, you assume, especially if you've got two big strikers in the middle, you assume that the, the wingers are gonna get the byline, all be overlapped by the fullback, but the crosses are gonna come in from the byline. And there was times where McNeil was cutting in so like sort of far across the pitch, away from the touchline. It was like it, there, there was no intention of playing that way. No. So it was like 
all right, we'll just hit like I mean the most rudimentary football you can think of, where you hit it long and one striker flicks it on for the other striker to run onto. Which again, if it works and you win, it's fine. But the fact is, they were both going for the same headers. They were both going for the same ball. They weren't working together at all. And it was painful. It really was painful to watch. Um, I think the thing that annoyed me most was the fact that he did that in the second half of the league game against Luton. And it didn't work then. And people didn't have a clue what they were doing in that game either. And as Matt said, I think on post-match, they had 10 days to prepare for this. And that was the best he could come up with. And that's the thing that worries me if we sort of move away from the Luton game and onto Sean Dice, It's been, there's been a lot made of the fact that the core is missing um, and the fact that, you know, his game plan could be a little bit one-dimensional because your team shouldn't completely hinge on losing one player. If that player is Wayne Rooney when he was at Everton, then, then maybe. But if it's Abdullah Decore, you know, as, as good as he's been, yeah, whole game plan shouldn't turn to shit because he's not playing. Basically, there, there should be contingencies for that because he's, you know, he's not that good a player. Although he's key to that system, you should have other options. You should have other ways of playing. And I think that's that's kind of what, what worries me a little bit. And there's, there is a caveat to that and the fact that I think we won, was, it, was, he, was he out for three games in that four-match winning streak? Yeah. Something like that. Start, I think it's that start. There's where people are saying, I think we've we've only lost one. Well, or we haven't. I think that's it. We've only lost one when he's been out the side or something. A really strange stat that sticks out. But yeah, I think that that's spot on what you've said there in terms of. And I think it's a natural thing to say. Don't get me wrong. I can see why people are saying it because he is the bright light that we've had. Uh, one of the very few that we've had this season, probably for a while longer than that. Really, if you think about it, but. Like you say, mate, when it's not that we're missing Messi, you know what I mean? It's I I think you're putting all your eggs into one basket if you're if you're persistently saying, Oh, you know, we're really struggling without the core Well, yes, while it may be true, you then have to put uh, an impact onto Dice not figuring something else out. I don't think, and, and again I, I hinted on this last week, I don't think that that we don't have something different to put in there that they should really be working on. I mean, going back to what we've said there about the front two, he come out and said that they've been working on it in training and it was going really well. Well, just, just a little bit naive for a manager like him to say that. I know it's just might, might just be throwing something straight back at the media and things like that. But for him to say that... Maybe maybe he went up against uh, Michael Keenan, Ben Godfrey. That's, <laughs> that's why he was working so well in training. Exactly, mate. As much as, much as we laugh at it, I mean, that's... From a manager's experience, to Sean Dice when you're you're trying to stay in the Premier League, that that's a worrying thing that he's coming out with. There really, less and um, yeah, the the predicament we find ourselves in now is you know you as we do most seasons really, you, you're battling to get as many points as you can to stay in the league as early as you possibly can now. Um, and again, go if you take a step back and look at that league table. I keep saying it, I find myself saying it more and more, but Luton are not a bad team. Luton are not a bad team, in, in obviously from themselves, to, to play against them. I think they're very underestimated by sides. You look what, I know we've got to go down there as well, it's just much more concerning, but you've seen what they did. The Man City just about got over them when they were playing at home. Liverpool drew down there. Um, they're by no means a, a, a Luton. You know, people had that... Um, 
that sort of idea at the start of the season. Oh, the three sides that have came up are all crap and everyone's going to finish above them. Certainly not that. That assumption, I think, has gone out the window now, particularly from them. I think Sheffield United and Burnley probably the two that go and people are quite comfortable to say that now. But you, you, you've got a side there, especially with the points and you know all, all that stuff which we'll be going into as that progresses through the season with commissions and all that sort of thing. But yeah, losing that one as well. You've got a couple of good players too. Um, it's just really concerning. Firstly, it's depressing that they knocked us out of an FA Cup tie, Les. Yeah, it is. It's it, it, you know we've we've been here we've been here so many times. I mean, the, the good thing this season we, we didn't go out in the third round, but then it's like it prolongs the agony, and you just end up going out in the fourth round. Which again, you could look at this and go, well, it would have been City next. So do you know what I mean? We've saved, we've saved think- ourselves thirty quid there, basically. Yeah. I was going to say, to be the draw tonight and watch them get made to the home. But the other side of it is, if it, if it was the draw us... Made. What? The draw was yesterday. Oh, was it? If you yeah. got... The draw was yesterday, half-time against Liverpool, for some what? reason. Oh, we, it was City. We'd have got City. City at home, yeah, so honestly. I apologise to our listeners not knowing <laughs> facts like this that happened yesterday. Because I was sitting there because of the game tonight, isn't it? Um, yeah. Ordinarily, it would. Yeah, it was it would be. There's what. Ordinarily, it would be on the Monday, wouldn't it? After the you that's know, what, yeah. or after the last game. That's how bad I am because I had to write about that game in work about Man United playing Newport, and obviously that's the last one of the fourth round. And I'm thinking, yeah, they must have done the draw tonight because that was the last one because they always do it yeah. that way. But at, what at half time in the Liverpool game? Half-time in the Liverpool game. How's that? How's that even right when you've still got another game to come in the night? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it at all. It was weird. I don't know why they did it like that. Maybe, maybe in, in case Klopp coughed it at half time or something. I don't know. Did they get made soon as well? Did they? I bet you they did. No, they got. Oh, it's uh, oh Coventry or Chef Wed. I think they got. Ah, well, there you go, mate. That fully explains this season for us, doesn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah, but that, that was that anyway. So we, we wouldn't have got City anyway. Out of it anyway, so uh, Sati was fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's that's kind of how I'm feeling. But it just it just annoys me because it's, it's like when the FA Cup draw gets made, it's always good rounds because I think for the next two, it's a free weekend, isn't it? Yeah. And it's just horrible when like the draw's on and you've got no part in it. I hate it. I can't stand it. Um, but yeah, I think it... it it, it does. It, it did ask a lot of questions of this squad and this team, didn't it? You know, you look at you look at the way Beto laboured up front, and then Chimiti came on and didn't do anything. And you think, well, there's forty million quid. We're going to have to find from somewhere to pay for those two. Um, McNeil looks done in. He looks like he's been rushed back too quickly. But the manager obviously thinks that Dob and Dan Juma aren't options. To be honest, if if you're looking at that game there, you, for me, you leave out McNeil, you put Harrison on the left and Dan Juma or Dobbin on the right and you have a left-footed winger on the left side and a right-footed winger on the right side. But he keeps doing... This is another thing about his management, isn't it? He's doing these weird things whereby even for an FA Cup game, he's putting McNeil who doesn't look anywhere near being fit at all. And it's like, do you know, how far is he going to persist with this before it, like... You know, if we lose another central midfielder, we're not going I suppose his options are very limited there anyway, because I think he's playing the only two that he's got. I don't know, I don't know what we've got on the yeah. bench in central midfield. Um but it is all very worrying as you 
because the last thing you want to do is fall apart towards the end of the season. Now, you could look like Luton are maybe picking up at a good time. I think they'll dip again, to be honest, because as, as much as they're not as bad as we thought we thought they might be, they're not very good either. So I think they'll dip again. Probably won't get a run out of either of Sheffield United or Burnley, but we need to start picking up again. And I'm, I'm not sure how he does it. And he, you know, we've got a game tomorrow night against Fulham, which should be an absolute hoot. But what do you reckon he goes with in that? It's like, is, it, is he going to go same again and just do this until it works or what? It's just it. Because the midfield we've got, although he's very limited in options, those two aren't good enough to play in a two. They're no. just not at no. all. And the, the the thing about it, I think we mentioned that um, I think it was at least a week or a week ago, maybe even longer than that. That when you've got three games in a week, you have to manage who you're going to put up front, and there's no way either of them can play all three and start on all three. We're now looking at if we're looking at the situation that we've been given the answer to that the two of them can't play together, then you have to pick. It's got to be um, Dom who plays in both of them now against um, Fulham and then uh, Spurs at the weekend, which is. I don't know, given given his fitness, I'd, I'd really worry about that lad now. Do you know what I mean? I think that, we, again, we'll probably have a deep discussion about him at some point. But um, I just can't see where he gets better now, Les, and that's that's a more concerning thing. But going back to your point, what you meant there about <clears throat> Dice persistent with the way he's, what he's doing, not just with the striker thing, because he did actually change it for something that was much worse, ironically, on Saturday. Everything else you're talking about behind that, that front line, um, you know, Harrison, even though he scored like, probably the worst goal I've ever seen, to be honest with you, they keep him out as well, caught him through it in the goal. Yeah. Going back to that, though, I, I just think that lad's a championship player at best. Um, and he works so hard, but I think that shows you why a player isn't that good when they work as much as they can and try as hard as they can. But then they're still not that very good. It's, it's not yeah. like... Do you know when you see players and you think, oh, he's talented in, but he's a lazy bastard? Him, he drives as hard as he can. I can't fault him for that. But it's the Premier League, and there's no wonder that uh, Leeds have thrown out, thrown him out on a loan when he'd probably do really well for them in trying to get them back into the Premier League. Um, McNeil, you could act about there. And I suppose if you flip the coin, you're like, well, who else can he can he put in? I think you're, what you said there is a really good shout because you've got two players then either side who can whip crosses in. I mean, again, going back to Harrison, he can't cross the ball. I mean, I think how many times did he, he cut inside, whipped it in, and it go to the goalkeeper, or it looked like it was going to go out of play. Um, that's the one thing you can sort of rely on when you're playing with two six-foot-plus uh, strikers. You think can at least give them a chance or two, or at least give them an opportunity to go and head the ball. Just in his defence a little bit there, because I do agree with everything you say about him, by the way. I never thought about that. He works so well, and he's still a bit crap. That is quite bad. Um, it's the fact that it is it is hard as if you're playing as an inverted winger, it is hard to hit a crossing because if you've got to check back onto your, your, your proper like your stronger foot and sort yeah, of bend yeah. it. You've got to beat a man first before you do that. Yeah. Whereas if you're bombing down the line, you can just like as soon as you get a sight, you can just whip it across and it's tailing away from the keeper. So it's it's easy for the strikers to attack. It's harder for the keeper. But yeah, um, yeah, I agree with what you said. I just think that's where it would make sense to switch them. Yeah, really. So that you know, so th- those two attackers have got more to go for. You're not, you're not, you're not a predict- as predictable as we are. I mean, you you look at this now. You're going down to Fulham, which is hard enough anyway, because the, the Fulham have been really good for most of the, the, the best part of the season. Um, Silver's got them 
to a level that we sort of got at times when he was with us, but there's much more of a consistency when you look at Fulham these days. You, you think about, I mean, it does drive me to think about, you've got Willian, you've got um, Wilson as well. You've, you've you've got a side that it's going to be quite quite difficult to keep them out, I think. Um, and, and we're obviously going to have less possession than them. But you, you, you're right there. You, you need to edge your bets, don't you, really, and, and play your percentages. I think that's, that's the sort of situation we're in right now. It's not... You know, for putting Shemiti on as well, and he just seems like you know you've won a raffle. Um, that that's what it feels to me at times when he's doing that. When you know you can't, you can. What we're really looking at here, Les, is I know you get what nine subs there sitting on the bench in total. We're playing, we're playing with twelve, a twelve-man team, twelve-man squad. When you're looking at really maybe thirteen, and that's if you include the. Pickford and Virginia are probably two keepers yeah. that you can rely on effectively. Um, to to do that takes a manager to have a much more, um, I don't know, confidence, uh, confidence opinion towards what he's got there. And when I hear him speak, it's just, it, I, I think he throws, he's, he, he's a straight bat sort of manager, isn't he? When he talks to people, he's straight back, he'll give. Um, an answer that is comfortable for him to say, and nobody's really going to say, "Oh, well, you know, we were shit there, though." Dice, oh no, it's straight like, "Oh, I think we played well." Uh, you know, I think we should have scored. I think we did this, we did that. We did. He'll say all the positives straight away, um, but not in such a massive positive way. I think he's quite quite good at that in dealing with the media behind closed doors. I hope it's completely different. I really hope it's different what he's doing with these, and he's got Ian Wall and Steve Stone there, and. I I am now. I need to say because it's stereotypical to what people say about me. I, I'm I'm really concerned, particularly with these three games. Yeah, I'd be I'd be surprised if we take more than four. I'd, I'd be I'd, I'd be delighted if you give me four right now from these three games. Um, you, you look at the city at the back end of them as well. Do you know what as well? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be made up with four points as well. But you look beyond that, it, it's Palace at home. Brighton away. No, Palace at home after City. Right. So we, we've got to be getting three points from that. Then it's Brighton away. Then it's West Ham at home. Then it's United away. Then it's Liverpool at home. It's a hell of a run, that. And then that takes us that takes us into mid-March. And you know, like, you know by that point what you are really really up, up to do and what you've got to do towards the end of the stay up. It gets to me as well that um, a lot of people, because myself included, as soon as we see in the start of who we were playing against in terms of the bottom three, when they first came up, it was like, I oh, need 25 points to stay in the Premier League. I think Luton are on their own in this. They're a bit of an island when you look at the two below them. Yeah. But I look at that now and I'm thinking you need a lot more than 25 points to stay above Luton, I think. Um, yeah. And that, that's, I think that defines us in, in, a, in a certain way, Les, that you think it's going to be difficult for us to even do that these days. Forget the 10 points, because we'd be fine now. We'd probably be safe in about three or four games. Um, you know, you need to win. You take another nine points, and then you probably sort it by then. But you look at you look at those, like, next, what, six, seven games, and you think, where are we getting a point out of them? <laughs> it just feels like the inevitable, like, sort of, like, drop towards that bottom three would just take a little bit longer. Yeah, but yeah. We'll be anyway. I know we've gone off on a bit of a tangent there, uh, given that we were meant to be celebrating this one-year anniversary, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Already. Do you think it's time I brought in my stats now? Yeah, 
Right, let's 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 bring in your stats. So it blew my mind the other day that it's been. I might, you know, if I've done any of these wrong, I'm sure I'm going to get absolute pelters on on uh, anybody who refers to our podcast or on social media. But anyway, um, in all, I'll do the all competitions thing really because it's not not that too bad. Um, all competitions, he's won seventeen, drawn eleven, lost eighteen. Premier League, obviously the bread and butter with that. He's had 39 games, won 13, drawn nine, lost 17. Now that uh, is interesting. Your take on it was interesting when I, when I said this to you. Um, that's 48 points in 39 games. Now, if you're, I mean, and look, obviously it's any, let's take away your three points and that one game. So it's a 38 game standard season. Yeah. That's 45 points in a season. I mean, you look at that from from the man. That is that is fine, given what's happened in the two seasons before that. I think yes. it, 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 that's what I mean. I, I think that's where it's got difficult for us. The um, the way in which it's come, really. Those that we had those extra three points. Now you wouldn't be looking as over your shoulder as we are in the league. Because yeah. the other thing that gets me is Luton. Luton have got a game in hand, but the the most important thing that was more relevant, I felt less. Uh, which which is another thing for us to talk about as well is. Frank Lampard was sacked, obviously, a year ago, or just over a year ago. Um, now, before I, I, I give this statistic, would you say he was only sacked because of the run of games? Because that's what generally happens with most most managers getting sacked everywhere. Um, yeah, but the run of games felt like it was from about September. <laughs> it was <laughs> it the I mean, I think many people say it was the, the double defeat to Bournemouth where we should have got rid of him before yeah. uh, the winter break. Um, but I, just to throw this one in the mix, and I'll be really keen to get our listeners' reaction to this. So Lampard got sacked uh, just before that Arsenal game. West Ham away, I think he got sacked after that. In that record, he had one win in 11, okay? Uh, I think all competitions, one win in 11, that he was sacked from. Sean is currently on one win in eight. Now, if we lose the next three, which nobody takes, you don't have to be a mathematician to understand what that is. He'll have that exact same record. One win in 11 games. Now, I'd love to get people's idea on this because look, most people will get a knee-jerk reaction saying that oh, you're saying you need to want, you want to get him sacked, Dave, you want to get him sacked. No, I'm just putting into context there the or ask, like and I'm asking you obviously, how do you feel about that in comparison to what it was like with Lampard? Because yes, the only difference I can see, um, without talking about what's on the pitch, is we seem slightly more comfortable, which sounds funny, in yeah. the relegation fight, i.e., we're outside of the bottom three. Than when we had Lampard, we were in it and looked a bit worse at that time. Just, I'm just interested what your take is on it. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question because when you when you first showed me that, I thought um, basically the difference was that he uh, Dice came in and cleared up Lampard's mess and like kept us up somehow last season, which which felt like a miracle at the time. But then when I thought about it again, I thought, well, Lampard did exactly the same with Benitez's mess which was pretty bad as well. And he kept us up. 
So they're kind of coming to the same sort of cross crossroads, Everton career wise, aren't they? Like you say, you know, if these if, if we lose these next three, which is feasible, not being fatalistic or anything there, it is quite feasible that we lose away to Fulham, a home to Spurs, and away to City. Um, I suppose the questions have got to be asked. I think the thing with Dice is he's he's as, he's as normal a manager as we've had in ages, isn't he? So, how do you define normal? I, ju- I just think like he's <laughs> he's in that sort of bracket of managers who've been around the Premier League for ages, and you know he did all right in the Premier League with Burnley. It wasn't anything spectacular, but you know he kept Burnley up for a lot of years. He got them into Europe, um, you know, and he he did quite well with them. He did all right. He kept them in the league. You know, now obviously we're going to look at that and be thinking, well, that's not enough. But at the minute, it is. When you look at the you know the last three year the last two years and potentially this one as well, keeping us in the league is enough. Um I and and I do I, I hate that argument where it's like, well, if you sack him, who'd you get? It's like, well, that's it's not on us to do that. You know, that's where the club needs to have a plan in place, which they won't have. Um, but I do think in this instance, if we did sack him, I don't think we'd get anyone as good. Yeah. I'm not- I'm not building him up as a brilliant manager there. To be fair, you know, when we on when we were on that like that winning run, I thought the football we were playing was fine because we were winning. It's when you're not winning that you start picking holes and things, isn't it? And yeah. you start that's a bit shit that because the results haven't gone your way. So I think it's I think he will get more leeway, but I think he deserves it because I don't think Frank Lampard's a football manager at all. I just don't yeah. think ever going to make a capable football manager not at any high level anyway Sean Dice has done that he, you know he's got he's, he's got the background really I think to, 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 to have been bought more time basically but it is very I think I think you made some a lot of points there inside about two minutes and, and the, the thing about that in itself makes this it, it makes it really Difficult to come out with a complete scenario where you think, Do you know what, that's probably the right decision here. I mean, you, you look, you look at where we are now, and this is conventionally. Again, we did it with Lampard. This is traditional Everton, as in you'd look at this and think, new manager, new manager. Maybe not the club because they're absolutely gone to shit in the bonkers anyway. So anything could happen every day, as we see. But you look at fans here. You look on social, obviously, which we're on a lot in terms of our content and things, and. It is around this time when you see a lot of people saying, you know, we need a new manager. I've seen I've seen that a couple of times the other night. People, well, not so much get rid of him, but people saying he's no good as a manager, which that's obviously leans towards people saying we need to change it. I think some of that saving grace that he gets is, like you've just said there, who's you going to get? Ironically, he he was the one that was top of the list of with Lampard. Who do we go and get? Post Benitez, who do you go and get? Um, and the problem with that is you've you've got a situation there where you can't get the quality of manager you need that's going to be anything beyond 18 months and two years if Everton don't get to a mid-table and then you can look at it and say, right, this fella we can progress with now. Um, and that's what we're all desperate for, particularly obviously to stay up first and foremost. But when we go to the new stadium, that's what we're desperate to be, is that side where you're going somewhere fresh slate and, and everybody can sort of look at it and think, Do you know what, this is where everything can kick on now. That that looks a million miles away to all of us if we're honest about it. Um and and 
that's the that that's the really difficult thing to me is when when you get to a point now, it's impossible not to include the recent history that we've had with managers that have been in there. Now, the other point that you made was about they've all inherited a, a team that's very, very similar to what we have now because you haven't signed that many players. Um, you didn't have a couple like Onana. Um, you know, and you can't really look at much of this. Tarkovsky has been brilliant. Best free transfer we've ever had, perhaps. Mikhailenko's been outstanding as well. Yeah. He's... I think you can already write him as my player of the season, by the way. There was absolutely nothing wrong in that fella. Um, but I tell you what, you're looking at that and you think there aren't many others you'd look at and think. And I know Peter Mack would be saying McNeil and singing about him because <laughs> I've no idea why anymore. But, but again, he's not fit, so you can't really give him too much criticism. But that goes along with in too. And this is where it's like there's so many different facets to how you feel about how negative Everton are at the moment is, well, the squad's still the same because we spent the money like shite. And then we've gone into the financial difficulty where we can't actually spend any money. So that is where sympathy goes to to dice. It goes to whoever's in there, really. That should be always at the top of the list to say, we're playing as bad as we are, simply because he's inherited a team that has been crap for a long, long time. That can't be as simple as just the real excuse because of the way in which you've said there how we played on Saturday. You've, you've. I'd, I'd implore any anybody to say, there's no other manager that could get the way we did on Saturday and be that poor and be in that style. The style he's had. Look, and you'd say it to any club. If you're looking to pay your well-earned money to go to a Premier League match and watch the best football, you can see more than likely we're in the bottom two or three. That if you want to go and watch really good football, obviously with City at the top and then them over the road second and all that sort of thing. Um, that doesn't matter to us. Like you rightly said, those four wins, doesn't matter how we play it to get the results. It, it, it quickly, though, becomes part of the criticism of Dice that we play shit because then you're immediately going, well, we'd be much better if you started playing better football. So that's where I do have sympathy with them because it feels impossible for us to be able to do that given the squads we have, given the, te- the, the players we're able to put in, in position that he wants. But... Again, the other side of that with him is you're a Premier League manager, mate. You've got to come up with something much different than that, even though you've got a really team of shite to work with and virtually no subs. You you know, you you're renowned for doing that yeah. with Ben. Where's this for Everton? And that's, and that's where I that's where I have the most problems with with him. Yeah, I, I, that's what I mean. In, in the position he's in, and it probably is a bit rum for people to talk about they want to see good football with Everton because we've not seen it in a long time. And when you're 17th in the league with a points deduction or not, we're not going to get good football because we haven't got our players aren't that good. You're asked about it though. I mean, well, like, exactly that's what I mean. I'm not. Just go back quickly I, to what I said, Les, about that fella that was that, that was I was speaking to there. We drew that one all with Brighton at home, and they scored in the last minute. About half an hour, we were one nil up, and he's saying to me, "I'm not coming back to watch this shit." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Well, I'm I'm not coming back to watch Everton play like this. It's not what I pay me money for." And I was like, mate, look at look at the scoreline. We're winning one nil. I don't care if we're crawling on the floor. I don't care if everybody's on each other. You know, people have someone on the shoulder. I don't care how we play. It's the results, unfortunately. You start knowing that when you're mid table or you know fighting for a, That's a, it. a place. But that, I I just didn't get his mentality with that. But you know, I suppose when when you were doing that for long enough, which is again being in in excess of two or three years, you're thinking. 
at least at least give me something when I'm paying 40, 50 quid to go in there and it's this sort of weather, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think as I said before, it just all comes into focus when you're not winning or you're not getting any results. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you can't, if if we win a game, we all walk out the ground happy. If it had gone the other way against Luton and we'd have scored that last minute corner, we'd have all walked out happy there. We'd have walked out and been like, God, that was crap, wasn't it? But we won. So we'd be happy. The, the real sort of like criticisms come in when you're playing and you're not playing well and you get beat because there's nothing to cling on to then. And I think the, the thing when you're Double in this time, Yeah, yeah. And when you're in this position in the table, the only thing a manager can do is find a way to win football matches. And he's not done that for a while now. So those he's not done that since the start of December consistently. Yeah. You know, we is that is that one win we've had Palace. Palace for the one win, yeah. And then obviously, and was, we go back to five weeks ago was when we won the four in a row. That was yeah. the last. Row. You know, in that Palace game, if ever there was a game that was going to finish nil-nil and go to penalties, it was that. It was just that one bit from Gomez that like that won it for us. So we've not been playing well in a long time. And he, he he's had he needs to find a way to get winning again. Doesn't matter if it's horrible and it is hoofing the ball up. But if you're going to hoof the ball upfield, you've got to make sure those two lads who are on the end of it know what each other are doing and are working together. And they've not done that. And if we well, go do- back in full circle with that, Les, is that yeah. where the core people like it's it's him or it's getting relegated? That might well be the thing, devil's advocate, where people are thinking if he's there, that gives us a hell of a lot of a higher percentage of getting goals and winning games. Well, yeah, well, sadly, it does, doesn't it? But I, I, I find it hard to believe. Sorry to interrupt you, mate, but that's, then like, it that's when it continues on to, well, if you haven't got him, where's Dice coming up with a decision he can make? Do you know what I mean? It's just It just kicks further and further down the lane, doesn't it? Yeah, and, you know, he, he's getting very well paid for the job he's doing. Yeah. So you, you've got to find other ways of doing it. If, if, if this player's going to be out for this amount of time, you've got to find a way to cope without him. And that on Saturday really wasn't a way to cope without him. Because honestly, if you play like that in the next three games, we'll get absolutely malleted. If that's the case, if that's the case, going back to my stats, <laughs> just to add, if you say certain things, the answer, and you'll get you'll get people slating you. Which you, either way you go, really, yeah, we go. You're going to lose the day three. You start looking at his job. It's a, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because yeah. instinctively, I'm thinking no. I don't think I don't think we should be thinking about sacking him. But if you look at the facts, it's like, well, yeah, because it isn't good enough, and we're you know we're gonna be in a a relegation battle again, whether it's down to the ten points or not. That's where we are, so we've got to get out of it. Can he do it? Is he the man to do it? Now, as you say, you you look at his stats and overall, if you're gonna if you're gonna give him a grading for the last twelve months, probably somewhere around B for me. If yeah. He, after over that course of the season, he's got what forty-five points over the course of a full season. Basically, he's kept us up, and he would have us mid-table now. You can't argue with that, can you? From where we were, but if you look at the facts that that it's across two seasons, and we're in the second one now, and we're we're, we're not quite plummeting, but we're sinking. You've got to start like asking questions, asking questions of him, really. Because I think this this is one thing that's like, whenever you listen to any any pods about this, about Everton, he's very rarely questioned yeah. his position and 
his performance and how the team's playing is very rarely questioned. So at the weekend, it was all about how bad the players were, or a lot right. of it was about how bad the players were. But he put them in that system. He's seen that system against Luton before and it didn't work. That's on him for me. So yeah. I think questions need to be asked because, you know, no manager, I don't care how good the manager is, should be beyond criticism. He certainly isn't. So I think it is, while I'm not saying it's time we need to start thinking, should we get rid? I don't think it's time to get rid. But it's definitely time to start questioning, you know, what's he doing? What? How's he going to get us out of this? Yeah. Because we don't know when the core is back. And even if he comes back, he could get injured again. Could be in for a week out for six. What's he going to do to get us out of trouble? And that's yeah. that's the thing for me. Overall, I think over the last 12 months, it's been mainly positive. He's done what he's had to. But it's this next four months now that are really going to define him yeah. and us. It's quite the dilemma, isn't it, really? Because you start thinking, well, where does the book stop? I think... I go as far as saying, I'm not speaking for people here, but I'd say in excess of maybe 80, 90% of our fans are looking on the pitch and just seeing it visually why we're so poor because of the players we've got. But how often do you do that? How often do you think, well, that might that might be the, that's the Everton average. That's why we're doing the way we are is because the squad we've got is crap. He's inherited the job where he's known that. He's inherited the job that he's been used to with Burnley. We're not going to do in, in, with the next few minutes to go, but if you look at the side that he had with Burnley, would you look at that and compare it to whatever and have these days and think, well, he did a much... The reason why you go and get him as manager is for the job he's done at Burnley, and then that, that makes sense. But then you think, well, if he was doing it with the worst side of Burnley, what's gone wrong with him not being able to do that with Everton? And look, we're not talking about top 40. We're talking about getting the amount of points you need to stay in the league. That's why he's been appointed as our manager. So the, the question, I think you're right. I think, I think you know, many listen to this. I mean, I can't even we mention the word sack. But you're right about the questions. And I, I'd go a little bit further and say, given Saturday as well, questions start now. He, you know, and like I said to you with the media as well, I think he's quite, he's quite clever in terms of just, there you go, there's your answer. I'm not going to tell you my opinion. I'm not going to tell you how I feel. I'm just going to tell you in general what you'd get from most managers who don't want to complain or moan or talk VAR and all that. He's very, very good at going straight back. Um, that 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 gives him a lot of wee, uh, leeway in, in many ways, I think, for many people. But um, the, the way in which he's he's doing this, this sort of thing, people won't stand for it for, for a very, very long time. Um, I think you, you go back to say what you'd rate him. I was trying to think of analogies to talk about this. And the one that it came to was if he's an half decent teacher, but the kids he's trying to teach are just crap. Um, that, that, that's the sort of feeling that I get with him. So when you mentioned around B, Matt, Matt Jones, we were talking to before, he said B minus, he'd give him. Um, it's hard to say pass with a C. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, I'm going to say a C. I'm going to say a C. He's just keeps his head above water. Um, and, and going back to that, Les, so my final question towards you is, is it is it possible to string the two apart and say, the team shit, that's why, or Dice's manager has to have a part of this? Obviously, we've, we, we've both said it's smack in the middle. Yeah. But then which one do you lean towards and think, that's the problem. 
we can go and get. And again, that goes back to the age-old question, who would you get? Yeah, I, I'd say for me, ultimately, the team is the problem. The recruitment is the problem. I think you give him... You give Dyson better options in the key mid, like midfield positions. I think the defence is all right. Give him a bit of better option centre mid. Give him a better option up front. And I'm not talking like a well beaten option here. I'm just talking one that can make you score and look passable as a centre forward. That's been years long. That's been a long time. So forgive me, but that, that's been an age old job, age old issue for us. That you know, yeah, having an additional second striker. We never ever. Uh, when's the last time you know Evan have played two up front? Years oh, ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I've never really understood why we wouldn't get the option to do that, a good option to do that. But that's where I perhaps have a little a little bit of sympathy with him because uh, well, if, if he's the one who said, yeah, I really badly want want better, then I think he goes a little bit down from my <laughs> to see. I think he goes a little bit further down towards I don't know, DNF that D E F there. Well, there's, there's you another know, that, isn't there? Recruitment and what's Kevin Thelwell doing? Well, that, that's it. I mean, again, the whole other in itself. Yeah, I know, but there's no way. Then, Chrisley, there's no way Sean Dice doesn't agree. There's no way. There's, yeah, oh, well, got... The way it's meant to be with it hasn't. It still goes up to him and say, "What do you think of this fella?" And he goes, "No, he's shit. I've watched him. He can't. He can't touch the ball down. And like when he when he tries to run with it, he tackles himself. He's not. He's not going to. That's brutally harsh, by the way. He's not going to sign that off, is he? Yeah, but if he has, so... it's more trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, it's just depressing to find ourselves in this position again, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> are, we, are we just doomed to this forever now? Is that it? So it's over. It's over. Well over a hundred games since we felt relatively comfortable in the season where you're not even going to think about relegation. When did we finish before the Palace? The Palace season, the Palace year uh, when we stayed up. What was the season? I mean, look at look at the fall from there. I know, I know. Again, people will say, "Yeah, but it's Ancelotti," but he's still a football manager. And for us to fall that far from then, which is what three years ago, fall from that to where we are now, yeah. largely the same sort of squad. That oh, no. is really, really worrying, isn't it? That's that's a depressing take on all things, isn't it? It is. But then do you know what this brings us back into the whole um, FFP and PNL stuff, whereby we've just had to like flog players off. Not replace them. Oh, it all it all feeds into. You saying that, Les? Again, I think we've been on a lot of people. People will see, well, you know that that sort of. You said something different before, but now you're saying this. That goes to the point where, like, you're really, really lucky to say in the Premier League when, when you, what you just said there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't. It this is this is the like the, the confusing thing about it all. It's it's so hard to know what to think because the the circumstances that have led us to this position. Are like so, like far reaching and wide ranging. Yeah. Even going down from, like you say, going from Ancelotti to Benitez, having an absolute crackpot chairman who think who thought that was a good idea. And Lampard. Yeah, there's so there's so much that have fed into it. You know, we we maybe we should be looking at this and thinking, you know what, we're, we're doing all right here. Yeah. We're not yeah. we're not in the bottom three, so we're not bottom. <laughs> I know exactly. It's yeah. Oh right, we'll uh, we'll leave it there before we sort of fall further down into it. Any more people, people might need a drink before they listen to this one, might me. Yeah, <laughs> I think we should uh, tell people have a sit down before you listen to it. Yeah. Um, no, that's been really interesting, though, David. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot to think about, isn't there? 
you know, yeah. I thought it'd be quite simple to just like if you if you were traveling. Which I know a lot of people listen to us when they are traveling. Warren, who does a lot with us, by the way, he, he lives in Bournemouth. He was driving back down on on the Sunday morning after the game the previous day, and he was like, "Oh, I love listening to the pods." And I was like, "Yeah, just just stay away from everything and put the mail back, please." Because <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of it is like, is it's a hard listen. I put it as like a, a fifteen if it was a film. Yeah. Um, but again, that's I think that's why we have so many people listening to us. All we have to say as well, just be finished. We finish less. The voting was over for the sports uh, pod awards. We'll find out in a couple of days whether we've won anything or taken anything. That's with the gold, silver, bronze. But just want to thank everyone because yesterday we had hundreds and hundreds of people saying they'd done it, we deserved it, and all that. So, as usual, got to thank everyone who listened to us. Yeah, as ever, thanks for everyone's support. And thanks for everyone's support on YouTube as well. There's a nice little community yeah. building up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good to see the most like retweets and stuff people saying, you know, we voted yeah. for it. Yeah. Really do appreciate it. And like, you know, feedback like that makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. It, <laughs> it's nice to know that, um, I don't know, do you know, it, it works. And, and people say, oh, it's, I love listening to the Blue Room because, you know, I, I get the idea that I'm not mad and I'm listening to what people think the same as me as well. <laughs> It's the other way around as well. When we hear that it's it's decent and a lot of people listen to us are like, oh, Adam, thank to someone who thinks like we do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. We're not, we're not just screaming Right, cheers for that, Dave. Um, as ever, um, let us know what you think on Twitter at the Blue Room EFC or in the comments. Um, yeah, hopefully by this time next week we'll be in a much nicer position than we yeah. are this time. This week we'll be, two, we'll be two games better off or worse off who knows? Um, this time yeah. is 36 hours, mate. Is it 36, 36 hours, mate? Let's hope we've gone and uh, got at least a point down of Fulham because that, that'd feel the world to me. If we went and at least didn't lose, yeah. I'd, uh, I'd, be, I'd be delighted with that by the time we get to the weekly on Wednesday. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So coming up this week, then we've got um, match preview, Fulham, post match Fulham, the weekly, subs weekly, mailbag. Preview for Spurs, post-match Spurs. Now we Blue Monday again, and we're back here. Yeah, and we're in February. We're yeah. yeah, right. Cheers, Dave. See if we're any more sane when we come back this time next year, next week, mate. Oh, I, I, I have no doubt that we won't be. <laughs> Thanks to everyone for listening. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you in the week. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Monday. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.